Technostatic Podcast. My name's Eric, and this is Randy. Hello. We're going to talk about stuff today on the podcast. We got a couple topics. A couple, two, three things. A couple, two, three. We got Ubisoft trying to use NFTs in their upcoming games. We want to talk about Halo Infinite single-player campaign because it just came out and we've been playing it. We're going to talk about Randy's transition to Mac. And also, he's got some AirPods. To to Mac. (laughs) (laughs) And then... uh, He's, he's got some AirPods Max on his head, and I figured uh, he's going to talk about that, and I also got mine on because uh, we got a match, dude. We got a match. So Always got a match, dude. He's looking a little silvery. I'm looking a little like a little black boy in here. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> a little black boy, dude. So check it. <laughs> you know what? What do we want to start with, dude? Because uh, I'll talk about whatever you uh, want, dude. You- yeah, let's, uh, let's go with... Um- Let's start off with our usual tech stuff, and then we'll slowly move into games at the end. So let's yeah. kind of let's kind of roll in with. Uh, I mean, I can kind of start off with the transition, or I can start off with the AirPods. So uh, let's talk AirPods, dude. So we're, we're look sure. at our style, dude. Sure. First off, look at the difference between us, dude. Look at this. Look at this little little dangly boy I got dangling off of me. Uh, whereas you're completely wireless, dude. You're in All the future, wireless, dude. Uh, I, I am, dude. That, that's the future, Matrix. right there. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not like last week or you know when <laughs> you know. Um uh, did you see my thumbnail for last week? I had you like downloading in the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> I did, dude. I lost it. All right, oh, so like shoot. all right, even if you're not a fan of, of, of the podcast, I, I I mean you gotta be a fan of our thumbnails, dude. Yeah. I mean we... <laughs> the, the downloading <laughs> one is hilarious. It, it, it honestly <laughs> might be up there. With uh, Leonardo da Vinci Resolved. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a good one. Oh, so good. Dude. Oh, man, so dude. good. Yeah. Okay, we'll see how your internet holds up this time, but that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> okay, was awesome. But, uh, that was awesome. But yeah, man, so, you know, you said, you know, that you didn't need the AirPods Max because that you That's don't correct. need a noise canceller, you know? And uh, I think one of the biggest things with these is the noise canceling. I, I actually really like the noise canceling. So. Yeah, we're kind of going to go into a little bit of uh, uh, you were right, I was wrong type. Oh, alien. interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> uh, so long story short, as some of you may or may not know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an Apple-y boy lately. Uh, and by lately, I mean probably the past maybe 18 months. Uh, I took a little break with the Fold, but then I just I got sucked back into the Apple ecosystem because everything's so good together. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like the integration. It's like Thanksgiving good. dinner, dude. Like no one wants to go up and get a plate of Thanksgiving dinner and just have the stuffing. You know, no. you got to go all in. So, Not for sure. uh, so yeah. So uh, I've owned WXM threes for I would say about eight months in the past. Um, okay, okay. And and I like them. You know, they were good. Uh, I would even say that they were great. You know, they were my first over ear. Uh, ANC based headphone right uh, and in my opinion uh having no barometer for like wireless ANC headphones before that uh my bar was set pretty low right because uh my headphone history would be HD600s uh Hi-Fi Man Sundaras uh, uh Odyssey LCD4s yeah the um, enthusiast great stuff uh, with like Norn audio cables which by the way if you're into <laughs> high-end audio I would highly recommend uh Norn Audio. Uh, the owner is uh, his name is Trevor, and he gives some of the best customer service from literally 
any field I've ever dealt with. He's very responsive on emails. Oh, my God. Yeah, but like, dang, dude, you better get that. You better get all the service for those cables. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, like the cable is like an $800 cable, right? But it's. It's yeah. craftsmanship. It's quality. He he, he, uh, he so had anyway. an eight hundred dollar cable, but he couldn't find a fucking three point five millimeter on the <laughs> cable. <laughs> no, oh, no, I could not. I that's so below funny. me, dude. Yeah, it um, is. <laughs> uh, Just like this cable that I'm using is below you. You know what I'm saying? You got the wireless. I, I have it. It's over here. It's over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. kind of like an experimental period, right? So, like, and and, and right. a, a little bit. Um, so uh, I've kind of been like eyeing up the AirPods Max, like just a little bit. Like I think in the back of my mind, I've always wanted them. I mean, largely because I fall into that cap, uh, that camp that if Apple is going to make something, I'm probably interested in it, right? Yeah. So well, to be uh, fair, like it's good engineering, right? I think they look better on your head than mine. I think they look kind of goofy on me, but I still like them. I think they look pretty good on you, like uh, in comparison. So like just so style if, looks, but. Uh, Oh well, thanks, man. Thanks, yeah, man. but I they're good engineered, good with right? Or without headphones, and with or without clothes. Oh, oh, look so. at that, dude! Look at that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish yeah. I would have got the space grays, but I do like the look of these too. So I don't know. They, they're kind of cool in their own ways, but uh, the look um, is part of the picture, obviously, because these are yeah, like, so like, really like, nice looking. And uh, so you know, I'm going to start off, you know, right from the top with form, fit, and finish. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to. Uh, the people over at Abyss headphones, and now again okay. they generally make a a, a, a higher end headphone. Uh, their Abyss Phi line is the one that kind of looks like uh, it's like Frankenstein's helmet, but they're five thousand dollar headphones. Like that's the wow. realm they play in. And they okay. made a video, uh, I think it was around last Christmas, uh, on, on their own YouTube channel, on the Abyss's YouTube channel. That's called like a high end audio files perspective on AirPods Max from someone who makes five thousand dollar headphones you know wow okay um, and what's really interesting is they had this one guy on there who you can ve- you can very clearly tell that that this guy is a bright engineer right so like he immediately looks at the airpods max and then he immediately you know looks at how the design is and he says that this was definitely designed in such a way that they could cast them easily okay uh, interesting like he approaches it from like a total like engineering like, okay, perspective or right like why did apple make the design choices they made and it's really interesting uh and and, and as a company that doesn't make that that, that that makes that line of headphone you know they're not going to say oh my god these sound on par with ours but they thought apple released a very very good product for the price point um, yeah okay uh so you know i just want to get that out of there in case anyone's looking for like a really unique take on their pods max i think that's a cool video to watch um, nice so, you know, like, uh, I think that my AirPods Max, like, journey started when they first came out. I was like, oh, you know, like, I want these. But it was like, do I have a use for them? You know? And right. at the time, I had a hard time finding an answer to that. Uh, but now, you know, as I'm fully engrossed in the Apple ecosystem and I'm kind of getting back into that pattern right. of, you know, the transition we'll talk about later. It started to make more sense, right? Because if you have a pair of wireless headphones that I could just take anywhere with me, like that, there there, there comes a point I think uh, where um, you know, like function, like uh, usability is yeah. be- becomes more valuable. So, like if I could have a decent pair of headphones that I could use with my iPad and use with my Mac and use with my phone seamlessly, then yeah. then they've increased in value to me at least. 
No, uh, it's true. It is still, seamless too because of handoff. Right. It, it, oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, more recently, fast forward to like the first week in November, uh, Kelly and I went to do some Christmas shopping down in the Lehigh Valley area, which is like the closest Apple store to me. So it's like an hour, hour away. And I, I, I mean, first off, it's hard for anyone, I think, to walk into an Apple store and not want to buy something, right? Like that store is just, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. laid out so perfectly, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just true. a really nice experience. And then there was this whole wall of just airpods max yeah um and it was my first time seeing them in person like okay. actually seeing them and feeling them and holding them in my hands because like if anyone here is not like a super big apple fan or has ever not been in an apple store like nothing is tethered nothing is tied down nothing has don't steal me tags on it even their phones like you could pick up their phone right off the table and put it in your pocket see how it feels there's there, there's no anti-security uh, anti-tamper measures on, on anything in the store and that's interesting that's a pretty cool experience i mean i i maybe you can chime in and tell me if yours is different in your area yeah i think it but, is different in my area like it's not like uh super locked down but i think the phones are attached to something um so in my area how but, mine are is know. is they're like standing on a lightning dock but you can just pick them up off the lightning dock and just put, put them back down I don't know. I don't remember, so I can't give you the exact. Because, sure. so, like, I don't go in there unless I know I got to buy something. Because if I go in there, dude, I'm going to walk it's, out it's, with it's something like you said. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, actually, dude, I, I, I did just that. So, below <laughs> below my camera right now, you guys can't see it, is, yeah. is one of the new Blue Boy HomePod minis on my desk. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice. And, and I'm probably going to pick up a second one. Um, okay. The blue is a really nice color. It's kind of like that, almost like. Like is a it darker, like an indigo Dave deep, deep, like yeah, dude. It's like a deep, oh. almost like a like a darker mix between like a year average consumer and Dave Two D teal. It's real okay. dark. It's real rich. It's real nice. Interesting. Real nice color. Uh, so I'm probably gonna pick up a second one of those. Which which there's there, there's a method to my madness and and routing you in this direction, guys. I promise. Okay. So um, so that got me thinking, right? Because I use my CAF LS fifty Ws. Uh, as my LNR channels in my home theater, but they're also hooked up to my phono and my main way that I listen to music when I want to listen to speakers, right? Yeah. Um, and as you know, I have the LG C1048, uh, and then I have my headphones. But with my PC, I've kind of been, for lack of a better term, if I needed to like like put speakers on, like I use a headphone, I've just been using the, the television speakers, right. which are decent, but they're not great. Right. So since I've been using my Mac more, I was like, oh, well, I'll just get a HomePod and uh, two HomePod minis and stereo pair. And then I'll just air, uh, airplay my PC to my HomePods when I'm using my Mac. You know, yeah. Great idea. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I can take this one step further and then also get AirPods Maxes and kind of do the same thing yeah. and just kind of switch back and forth and like be kind of seamless. Right. So, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks after me, you know, feeling them and feeling and like, like just kind of like swooning over them in the store. Uh, they were on Black Friday sale on like $479. And then right. I got an alert that the Gray Boys dropped on Amazon to 429 And then I right. had some like some like Amazon store card points. And I, and I, and I basically got them for like I, I, like like around $250 at the door. So that's awesome. That's uh, good. Right, right. So I was super hyped about that. Uh, however, the only caveat was they weren't shipping until December 28th. But as you can see, I got them on my head. So Christmas nice. came early for me. Nice. Uh, yeah. For so uh, I, I will say, though, uh, initial impressions, um, 
build quality solid you know like it's exactly what you would expect from an apple product yeah um the band is way more comfortable than i thought it was uh so i do want to point out something that a lot of people mentioned in their reviews that i don't think is a big deal yeah um they bring up the point that they're 395 grams and they're heavy uh, okay. I, I I I mean, guys, like if you get into really high end audio, like those abysses or like LCD fours or LCD fives, yeah, they're like five hundred and seventy five grams. Oh my Like they are basically just two speakers with a bar on your head. <laughs> uh, so so these feel light to me. You know what uh, I'm saying? Like that's what it is. Like like yeah. these feel light to me. So that's so funny. Yeah, you know, dude. Because you I, wasn't that one of your criticisms with the LCD fours or yeah or the, the LCD fours or whatever like, you had. Yeah, the LCD fours are like five hundred and seventy-five grams. Yeah, you were like, uh, you can't daily these; they're too heavy. This is like if yeah. you're sitting down. Oh, I'm and sorry. I'm sorry. Audio. I'm sorry. They're six hundred and ninety grams. Dang. So, so that's they're literally like, two, like having uh, two, two AirPods Maxes on your head. <laughs> yeah. So, like these feel like like pillows yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? So, Most uh, people are probably used to like plastic fucking headphones that are cheap yeah they're probably just like what like bose bose quiet comfort twos yeah uh, Sony and like XM3s, the 18 uh, are, yeah the xm3s are light you know like yeah, they feel yeah, they're pretty super light. light they're uh, super light but they're really uh, plasticky you know what i mean uh this is a cut above in build quality and uh it I, might be heavier so as a result but i like that i think so too um i also want to point out something else that i think abyss pointed out because uh, like people were making like a really big deal about the condensation, so I kind of want to address that too. Um, condensation, said, right behind the ear cups. Yeah, you've probably seen that in the review videos. Okay. Um, well, they said that that kind of happens to a good majority of actual sealed closed back headphones. You just don't know because you can't take the ear cups off on this. Oh, interesting. So, so they said that that's kind of something that that's that just a byproduct of your body being warm, drivers generating heat, and yeah. then being in a closed environment. It has nothing to do with Apple, you know, Apple's oversight. Yeah. It's just you're noticing it. Because That's just condensation. That's just how it works, yeah. Right, right. So, like, so like they, they, they even pointed out that, like, this probably happens in, in, you know, a good portion of closed back headphones, but because it's so easy for you to swap out the head cups, you notice yeah. it. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it reminds me when I got my well. uh, lens in the mail. And it was freezing outside, oh, yeah. so the lens was cold. And when I brought it in, it was warm in here, and there was condensation like inside. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, it's just, it's just." That's it was, it was like um, foggy, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was fine. It was just, it's like yeah. what the hell. <laughs> but yeah, condensation is not a problem, right? It's not actually hurting the thing. So yeah, so it's fine. Um, so as someone who's like a, an amateur audiophile, I would say. Uh, I think I don't know, from a man. sound I don't think you're amateur. I, I, I won't say I think I am. I mean, I, I mean, like, compared to people like DMS or, like, even maybe Quinn from Snazzy Labs or some of the other, you know, dedicated okay. headphone reviewers out there who have listened to, you know, 10s, I mean, that's fair. 20s, you know. I'd say uh, that you're in the 90%, you know. I would say so. I would say people, so. Yeah. So I I really appreciate these guys. And I, yeah. I'm i not going to sit here and say that they're going to replace you know, the Focal Utopias or even like the HD 800s or even the HD 750s or like your DT 990s, like things of that nature. But when you factor in the convenience, uh, they sound really good. Um, I think right out of the box, they sound a little too U-shaped, like the mids are really recessed. But if you you change this setting on your phone, 
know if you can see that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I do see it. So uh, this makes them sound way better. Okay. Way better. So you turn on headphone accommodations, uh, you check for you check balance tone, and then you pick uh, soft sounds boosted slightly. Okay, is balance tone just like flattening it out a little bit? It like does. The, it kind of pulls the, down the the the, the lows yeah. and the highs to make them more in lines with the mids. And yeah. um, uh, Quinn actually showed a graph in his video that when you run that profile, they yeah. measure very similarly to LCD X's, which are okay. which is like a eight hundred dollar headphone. I mean, wow. the LCD still measures slightly better, but they're pretty damn close. Yeah, and these are um, noise canceling and cheaper. So right, uh, right, and they're yeah, wireless. That's a and they win. Have a battery. Yeah, uh, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, uh, I that's will huge. say that. Uh, I will say that you know the LCD X's still technically do measure better, but for being that close, that's that's yeah. that's a pretty cool, a pretty cool yeah. uh, uh, thing to point out. That is uh, cool. That's uh, cool. Like I said, guys, like 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 comfort for me is fine. I think right yeah. now, uh, build quality is a plus. I think my biggest concern right now, and I can't take them off because TeamSpeak is a little bit wonky just in general. So like this, this isn't a problem of AirPods Max, which just full disclosure. Uh-huh. If, uh, each, each ear cup has a proximity sensor in it to detect what's on your head to like pause, pause music. Yeah. Um, if I do that and that trigger sensors, TeamSpeak crashes. Oh my God. That's so funny. Don't take them off. So, 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 <laughs> so they're glued to my head for the podcast. Yeah. That's so uh, funny. I, I will say the only part that I'm slightly concerned about is this mesh canopy. Like the fabric feels really thin, so I'm concerned yeah. about that maybe getting ripped at uh, some maybe, point during maybe, the life yeah. cycle. Maybe, yeah. That's the only problem I have is I wish I, there was a way to, uh, I guess, swap it out. But you know, I would just DIY something. But well, there is, yeah. there is. Oh, there is. is there? Oh, yeah, interesting. So I know so the ear cups, off, you know, bro, bro. These things are actually kind of engineered very well in terms oh. of replaceability and repairability for Apple. Oh, so if you pop off the ear cups again, I can't do it. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a little hole there that you stick a sim ejector tool into, and it detaches oh. the speaker from the yoke. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so That's you really could theoretically neat. just just replace the canopy headband if you wanted oh, to. Oh, that's really neat, actually. Um, yeah, because like you know, my my concern was it's a white headband, so I don't want it to yellow over dirty. time. Yeah. You know, the yeah. ear cups are uh, replaceable, uh, but the band I was worried um, about. I bought Apple Care on them because it was sixty bucks. It seemed like a good idea with something yeah. I'm probably going to be taking with me a lot of places. I'm very uh, picky with where I spend Apple Care dollars. Uh, iPhone, yeah. no. Uh, watch, yes. AirPods Max, yes. AirPods, no. MacBook, yes. iPad, yes. Okay, and interesting. Apple TV, no. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay, um, interesting. I'm surprised yeah. the iPhone isn't a yes. That's the no. But the it must be because no you because uh, swap it out so much, like yearly. Upgrades. Right, so so that definitely plays into it. Like I do swap it out yearly. Um, yeah, but I also use this Apple case and a screen protector. So okay, like yeah. I don't I, I don't really it's gonna have be a fine. case for my other stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't so, use a screen protector. Uh, I'm surprised you do. Do you have? I a did good it one? for the longest time. I did it for the longest time. I do. I I I used the D brand prism. Um, okay, interesting. And I was gonna say I I did it for the longest time. Uh, but the D band prism is kind of like my favorite one because it covers Face ID, so it doesn't give you that little weird U shape on the top that most screen protectors do. Yeah. And then if you use uh, if 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 you use Apple's like a like a silicon or silicon or leather case that has like that little bit of razivity, like yeah. the screen protector goes to that edge, and you kind of don't even realize there's one on there. Um, 
and and like I kind of just started doing that because like now that I'm with Kelly and stuff, like there's a there's a maybe a decent possibility that like this phone will get handed down to someone else, either you know her dad or her mom or whatever. Yeah. So uh, it's true. Yeah. So so yeah. So like that's why I I kind of protect it a little bit more just because. Also, the uh, resale resale value. Like yeah. if you did sell it, that's another yeah. thing. Like people. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Like and I have I do some have scratches some and dings on my. Uh, yeah. Like so. I would have a case. I like the Apple cases a lot. I like their silicon I love cases. Them. I love them. Uh, I don't use a case on the fold because I just don't have a case it's that weird, I like. Dude. It's just weird. Um, yeah. And you know, I got some dings on it as a result. I got my uh, the 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 screen has a scratch on it too. Uh, you can't really see it in use, but it's on the front. And it pisses me off because, you know, those things bother me. Like when you have a – like if I had a cracked screen, like I'd have a new phone the next day. <laughs> I'm the same um, way. I'm the same way. But like the inner screens, what matters the most on this and it folds shut. But anyway, um, yeah, dude. So I'm glad those headphones are working for you, dude. I'm uh, – you know, I like yeah, mine a lot. Um, I still use my uh, Sundara's. Uh, primarily, but I always put these on. Like uh, whenever I mean, we I have people, too. I use them a lot. Um, uh, yeah, like so, like my neighbors, like they mow the lawn uh, during like Monday, Tuesday when I'm working from home, and and they have lawn care people, and they're loud as hell, and like so I I put these on, you know, and they save the day, <laughs> you know. So yeah. that and and they do like the wireless and stuff like that. It's just nice. So it is nice. Um, yeah, I I do want to touch on a few other things. One, I think. I think for what they are, I think they're best in class. You know what I mean? Like if you're in the Apple ecosystem, especially, I think that, and I've heard Even if the XM3s, the XM4s, I've heard the Bose QC235s. Yeah. I haven't heard those um, Bang & Olufsen ones that people say are really good. But out of the ones I've heard, I think AirPods Max are definitely uh, yeah. a cut above in literally every category, except for having a power button. Um, yeah, I know. Oh, actually, you have to put them actually, in the case for that. Yeah. I want to ask you something because I'm not sure if it's just my case or if it's every case, but the the lightning port on the case doesn't really line up right. So, yeah, it's not perfect. It depends on the uh, position of my headphones. I don't uh, know if it's just my case or not. I think it might. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's not always perfect. I can kind of shimmy it to where it's in the right spot. But uh, right. yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like sometimes the it doesn't align perfectly, but it might be because of people um, having their band adjusted to different positions. Right, I, I was to say on the yoke, yeah. Because you, I noticed or, that you, or you uh, could extend just yours. Give us this case. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't really love the case either. Um, Do I, I extend mine more or less than you? Uh, yeah, I have mine like almost all the way like closed. Uh, oh, I have and, a big uh, head, dude. Retracted. Yeah, yeah, you got a big noggin, so you got to extend them, dude. So it might be part of the alignment problem, but I don't know. It's probably yeah, it's about yeah, the that same. Could be it. It's not that uh, big a deal. And then, lastly, I, w- I wanted to touch on the spatial audio features because I think they're kind of something uh, that's unique. It's unique I haven't tried to the it, system. dude. All right. Okay, so that's interesting then, because I think it's a huge selling point. Interesting. Um, uh, well, see, it only works with some devices. So, like, uh, in some uh supported i guess what like you have to be watching a movie that like how do how do you use it i don't even know sure sure so basically any movie that has dolby atmos will work yeah okay um, however apple music has like this spatial audio dolby atmos music tracks yeah uh, where, where where they're slowly converting you know portions of their, of their library to support to actually be mastered in dolby atmos essentially um and some tracks 
it, it is like it is like like magic, dude. Like it honestly sounds you know, goofy. I wanna believe you, but I don't um, think I don't think now, Atmos and music is gonna get mainstream a mainstream appeal. Now the majority of the tracks, in my opinion, sound worse. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and and, and and it's interesting, right? So, like, I, 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 I did try to find some correlations here. So, if it's a newer track, right? Like, if it's something newer, right? Like, if it's that new Ed Sheeran and yeah. El, uh, El, Elton John Christmas song, or a new Ariana Grande song, or a new yeah. Taylor Swift song, or a new uh, Adele song. It sounds crazy, right? Yeah. Um, but if it's a Dolby Atmos of like a song recorded ten years ago, it sounds yeah. worse. Well, th- that makes a hundred percent sense, right? Because they're yeah. they're not re- like they're probably taking uh, audio that wasn't really designed for that sort of experience, and then trying to like force it to be Atmos, and that just doesn't work, dude. Yeah. So it like it the best way I can work. describe it, the best way I can describe it is like. You know, people like like talk about soundstage with headphones and like the separation of instruments. Right. If you listen to a track that's really coded that way, I feel like these headphones punch well above their weight. Okay. Uh, because like like Abyss went into this too in their video. Like like what people try to do with like driver design and ear cup design and hardware on high end audio headphones. Yeah. Apple's dual H one chips can just DSP out the ass. I know, dude. So, the DSP, the so, processing, it's very good. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, yeah. So so it's kind of like, like they're talking about like how for for like like Apple could even code into certain songs on Apple Music different DSP profiles and they yeah. make their headphones sound totally different. So that's true. That that that's like one thing that they pushed that 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 they made mention of in the Abyss yeah. review is that uh, from a DSP game like. They're probably best in class because because they have dual H one chips. Imagine being able to like almost like uh, your GPU has like NVIDIA profiles per game. Imagine if yeah. they did that per song. They know their hardware, right? So they could like right, tune right. it for each of their devices. So they'd be like, okay, this is the sound experience we want you to have for this song on the AirPods right. Max. That's cool. Exactly right. So, so like, so like that's kind of the path they went down to, right? Where, where like they can, they can basically uh, push certain DSP yeah. for like specific albums, and yeah. like no other headphone will be able to do that. No, that's really neat. I, I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people like, yeah, no one's doing that. You can EQ songs, but like, not like, <laughs> why would you want to yeah. do? You know, that's that's another level. Uh, yeah, like so. um, uh, I, I mean, just just to give you an idea, like like I found myself listening to yeah. songs and music and genres that I don't like just because it sounded so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, positional audio is cool. Like I really love it. It's really um, neat. It's neat. You know, obviously, I like surround sound and stuff, and being able to move your head and stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of a neat thing. Does Apple TV support, uh, if you had your AirPods Max, does it support it with Atmos movies? Because uh, so, that's where I so would actually want to use answer, these. The long answer is, I'm sorry, the short answer is yes. However, you need an Apple TV 4K, 4K or better. Okay, yeah. So, I you, mean, so you either need one of the old style remotes with the yellow circle around the menu button or one of the new ones with the steel boys. Yeah. But if you have an old Apple TV... Uh, that, 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 that's just the old Apple TV HD. That one does not support it. 
Yeah, we have the new ones, so uh, that'd yeah. be a but, neat yeah, thing to try. Uh, because like that's the only like I don't see myself even the even though the MacBook Pro displays are great, like they're not really a movie watching experience for me. But like if I could yeah. sit on my couch and have these like paired to my uh Apple TV, like and then have uh Atmos experience, like that's cool as hell. Especially if I'm not yeah, trying to have like I, a loud sound system going while my family's trying to sleep, you know? So you could also do it via airplay with the Apple TV and it'll auto sync uh it'll it'll do auto delay yeah. sync for you as well. So, yeah, that's what I would do is the AirPlay. So I would AirPlay yeah, it to my yeah to, play, to the yeah, Max. It, it'll do Dolby Atmos. That's cool as hell. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, you, it's a pretty good experience, you think? Uh, have I you do. tried it on like the iPad and the iPhone or anything? I've tried uh, it on the iPad uh, just yeah. because I, I use my iPad all the time. Uh, yeah. And it's it's awesome. Like 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 it's really really good. Uh, nice. I, I I I mean that's primarily where I play music back on. Uh, yeah. I'm a weirdo, so like I'm kind of like also visual when it comes to music. So like I kind of like seeing the album art sometimes. Like if if I yeah. have a vibe where I'm just listening to music, I kind of like to get into the music. So right. I think that the iPad is kind of the best device for that. Uh, and yeah, it, it it works fine. It works great. That's cool. That's really cool. So yeah, man. I mean, uh, I know I've loved my AirPods Max, and uh, I've been glad to have them. And even Amanda was like impressed with their build quality and stuff. She's got my old XM3s, which I also mm-hmm. loved. But these, I wanted kind of like a a more premium uh, XM3, and that's kind of what these are. They're they're they better sound sounding. Better. And they sound better. You know, they they uh, look better. They're better build. Um, yeah, they're just nicer. And uh, I almost, I also kind of want to say that. Uh, Everyone says it in videos, and like I can't really describe it better. Yeah, but the transparency mode is absolutely mind blowing. Yeah, it's so good. I like uh, you just hit the button. It and almost it's like room noise. It almost in. sounds better than like normal hearing. <laughs> like I almost feel like yeah. I almost feel like I'm in a Spartan suit, dude. You know what I mean? It's like really good. Suit. Yeah, it's super good. I I, I really love the uh, pass through. It's so good. Um, yeah, another thing that they say in reviews is don't get them if you're, uh, if you need wired headphones. Well, I mean, I'm using their adapter, right? And I do that because, you know, I play PC gaming and I like low latency, you know? Um, like you were saying, the, the Apple TV and, uh, if you airplay to your headphones, like it, it compensates for a delay. And Mac OS will do that too. But when right. it comes to a game, you can't compensate for a delay yeah. with a game. For a video, you yeah. can just delay the video a little bit, right, to, to sync yeah. up with your the wireless delay. But you can't delay a game. So if you want low latency, I use the cable. And honestly, it's fine, dude. Like, it's a little little dinky cable, so, but it's fine. I was going to say, I, I can't stand the cable. I wish that cable would... It's just it's not very substantial, but, I mean, it's, it's functional. I, feel, I, I honestly feel like if I... If I forgot I was wired and like got up to go to the bathroom really quick, I would tear that cable yeah. in half. Which it makes is, sense because it, 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 it it's is super the thin. Thinnest. I just wish I, mean, it was, I, I don't just wish it was as thick as so a lightning cable almost. or like yeah. a USB C cable. You know, it's it's so thin. Which, yeah, I know what you mean. I know. I know what you mean. I know it, I, I I was just stating that it works fine wired. Oh it does. Too. Oh. Oh. <sighs> About the cable. Yeah. So I was on my PC listening to Spotify through the cable into yep. my external DAC, and it worked perfectly. But what really blew my mind is I took my headphones off to go to the bathroom, and it still paused the music. 
Oh, wait, what? Yes. Oh, oh, interesting. So it was it was still like Bluetooth paired probably. Uh, no, to what? Oh, wait, maybe it wasn't. So, oh, it no, was on it your windows? It was on my windows machine. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it would do that. That's really That neat. was really cool. Yeah, super cool, dude. Super That's cool. That's weird. I wonder how it does that. I don't know. But uh, that was cool. Yeah, man. So any any closing thoughts on the AirPods Max? Let's talk about the transition, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about so, the transition uh, if you're done. I am Because uh, I'm ready I, I, to yeah. transition, dude. Or you're ready to are, transition. No. Are you ready, dude? I'm trying <laughs> no. to get you to transition. Dude. No. So the transition, we've been talking about this for a while. If you're a, lis- uh, a new listener, obviously uh, you don't know what we're talking about. But like, he's been trying to get Windows out of his life. You know, he's a mm-hmm. Randy loves Mac OS and uh, the Apple ecosystem. And he wants to go full time. You know, he's tried this once before. Uh, where he sold his PC and then he bought a new PC because he couldn't do it. And now he's doing it. He's, uh, this is two, round two, <laughs> round two, round two, but, but, but things are different, different now. now. Yeah. Things are different now for two reasons, two reasons actually. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, so first off, uh, I'm a big gamer. Like, like, like you'll fight me to death on that. Right. Like, oh my I'm God, dude. So, That's so, not how you start off. <laughs> When you're trying to get rid of your PC, <laughs> I am, dude. Because all right, go I, ahead. I, 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 listen, bro. So I'm listening. You know, this is Mr. Tour Two on on MCC over here talking. Okay. Um, uh, on I've MCC recently, console gamer, dude. I've recently uh, kind of been okay with console gaming. Uh, okay. It sounds okay. weird, right? But like, I think that the new the new consoles are at a point now where they're probably going to be competitive with mainstream PC gaming for quite some time. And in my opinion, there are some decent benefits to console gaming. Like, uh, uh, I sit at a desk all day. I work at a, I, I work at a computer all day. And while some people may be okay with it, I think it's kind of relaxing to just sit back on the couch, grab a controller and drink a beer. You know, I, I, okay. I kind of enjoy that, that like separation, I guess. Yeah, I get so, it. So it, it basically came down to the only real game that I was kind of tied to on my computer are would be, you know, the occasional League of Legends, Magic the Gathering Arena, and maybe World of Warcraft again. I don't know. Right. Uh, but they all run on Mac. You know, the problem was uh, the my current M1 Mac 13 can run all those games, but not enough that I would try to play WoW competitively or pvp or do any of that nature you know it's kind of yeah uh, it's kind of a uh a, a, a just good enough experience uh right so recently you know the the uh, m1 maxes came out and uh it's kind of making my dream closer to being a reality even though they're yeah. not without flaws i feel like we're kind of in that territory now where there's enough workarounds that i could probably make it work so okay uh, so that's uh, fair dude what the listeners don't know is, you know, I have a, a pretty beefy PC right next to me. It's a 3090 water cooled with a 3900 XT, 32 gigs of RAM. Uh, and I recently just drained the loop because I'm probably going to tear it down and sell it. And, Drain the loop, dude. Uh, <laughs> That's nutty. So real quick, uh, um, yeah, like, have on. you been on this sub, dude? The Mac gaming sub? No. Uh, yeah, they... they I like the Mac Gaming Sub. They have a lot of people trying to like, you know, play games you're not really supposed to play. You know, with crossover, sure. with uh, 
yeah, with all the I, different I, methods. I don't think I get that. I don't think I get that wonky with it. Like I said, you know, like the games that I really want to yeah. play, I could play. Uh, also, there's some speculation that Windows might bring back Boot Camp. Uh, oh my god, that'd be that. legendary! Now, so I didn't see so, it. So, so what I found out is that Qualcomm helped develop Windows for ARM. And when like the Surface X came out and okay. in doing so, they basically said that Qualcomm will have exclusive rights to ARM on Windows for X amount of years. And that just recently ended like three months ago. Oh that, like, my God. I had no idea period. that was a thing, dude. Yeah. What? So, so again, it's just speculation at this point, right? It's just okay. like people are assuming that, Hey, you know, one of the many walls has now come down to allowing Windows on Mac again. Um, oh, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm really impressed with the M1 Mac performance. Uh, in some cases, I'm a little more impressed. In some cases, I'm a little underimpressed. Um, yeah. I think I Fair. think that I expected WoW to run better uh, than it does. Um, I think a good example is uh, like my M1 Max. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. My 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 M113 uh, gets about. I want to say maybe like, uh, I think it's like 30 to 40 FPS on like graphics setting four okay. uh, on my, on my ultra wide monitor. Whereas yeah, okay. the M one max gets about depending on the zone I'm in, uh, 60 to 120 on the same okay. monitor. Uh, but it still feels like it still drops kind of <laughs> low sometimes. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, so, what do you uh, think the bottleneck is uh, as far as the performance on the it's M1 weird. Max? It's weird, uh, right? So, so it's 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 only in certain areas, like okay. like like the which I mean that's it's an MMO, right? So. Bad, right? Like 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 the carrying area is just bad. Like like the carrying area on my M1 Mac is like 17 FPS, and then yeah. on the M1 Max it's like 55. That's you know a pretty I mean? substantial like it, improvement. It is, it is, but when you when you, when you think about the the M one has what like four gra- four GPU cores, is it four? What the M one? Which which one? Just just, just in our thirteen. The regular. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I uh. Let me see if I can. Uh, M one GPU cores. I, I thought it was check. four four high performance, four efficiency. Yeah, I think it's an eight GPU. core GPU. Unless you have yeah. the the, they have a seven core GPU. Oh, okay, too. it's a it's a eight core GPU because the the lower yeah. one has the seven core. I remember that. Correct. So, so going from eight to thirty two, I guess I expected a little bit more, but uh, I know what you're what saying. You but that's still it, though, pretty beefy, dude. That's still a pretty beefy. big. It that's pretty a big beefy. jump. Like, Where you uh, see it though is everywhere else. Like okay, I, and and like I kind of wanted to like have this have this discussion with you, but I wanted to wait so we could have it organically and not like. You know, yeah, kind of what about the performance or what? Yeah, so like, I don't know what you're doing, but my timeline performance has been absolutely insane dude. I don't know if it's the footage I have versus like the footage you have from your camera, but... What's your, uh, what codec are you running? You, are you editing the RAW or what? Like, uh, I'm, what, I'm, no, you're not doing AK RAW, you're doing like, for no, footage... I'm, I'm, so, what I've really using the pushed hard is... C-Log is, is, is 3, like... like Right, so like my my M1 Max is for work, so I use it just for like when I'm doing video stuff, and I think the C70s right now are doing uh, HEVC output, four two two ten bit, four K C log three. Okay. And 
dude, I, I, I mean, I had like three video feeds. HEVC with, though, um, isn't like the, uh, is that accelerated like on the media yeah, engine? It is. It is. Uh, it so is. that makes a big but, deal, right? Yeah, but but, like, but that's important, right? Like, 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 yeah. like that's part of the bonus. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Well, I you need to that. use footage that's like accelerated, right? With the the Apple's uh, media engine, and yeah, but uh, I, I could shoot 4K that on my R5. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's so like, as long as you're like, like, the footage like looks I, good. Yeah, because I I don't know what footage that my A1 spits out, but it doesn't feel like as smooth until I. Optimize my media to uh, ProRes. So, so, but ProRes is so good. You know what I mean? Like that's why I wanted to get the Atomos Ninja because I was like, if I can, record ProRes I don't think the yeah. does the yeah the Ninja does ProRes. It just doesn't do ProRes raw. It'll do like right, uh, four two two or whatever uh, yeah. ten bit. Yeah. Which the, uh, does the five plus do ProRes raw? Maybe I don't know. Who knows? I don't know either. I. I know that the Atomos Ninja 5 Plus does raw recording, but it's like H.265 or something, which yeah. I don't think is nearly as accelerated. So a lot of people are converting their uh, H.265 raw to uh, – uh, it's like a um, – what is it? ProRes 444-12-bit, uh, and like that, that's that, accelerated. That yeah. yeah. So and and that's pretty much raw, like pretty much raw. So if you do that, like you're fine. But like, yeah, uh, I, I, the performance kind of a is sidebar, like, man. Yeah, I think I think Apple is taking over the video industry altogether. Um, like like right. the new Mavic Three Cine, that records yeah. natively in ProRes exclusively, yeah. and that's like that's a big feature of that. Like people are really yeah. excited about that. So yeah. like it, it's it, it's very interesting to me to see just how dominant Apple is becoming in the video space. And, it's true. You know, I think they're doing it right. I, th- I, th- I I think that they're attacking it from the point of we have the best codec in in, in the game. You yeah. know what I mean? So like Yeah. Uh, it's it's sort of like you'll you'll see a lot of people uh it, it, if you're in the video industry, a lot of people, especially unless you're like building uh big feature films even if you are you're probably uh in some way uh using apple's ecosystem right um but like yeah any youtuber out there uh that does like serious video is going to be on a mac probably in some respect uh at least i see it kind of dominating the space like not everybody's doing it i don't know if uh yeah i'm pretty sure like quinn and them do um, I, I know I'm Linus is sure. really holding out, right? Like their premiere, uh, a premiere shop. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that like, if you're just have a stiff Tootsie roll for a premiere, you're probably yeah. on the Mac. Um, yeah. Uh, unless you're a premiere, like, unless you're into premiere, you're, you're on a Mac probably Yeah. in some respects. I know that, I, uh, uh, Peter McKinnon uses premiere, but, but he's on a Mac too. So yeah, naturally. Um, but, uh, I mean, you don't have to be like premiere. I don't right. like premiere. So. You know, I've been anti Premiere for a hot minute now, just because I don't like Creative Cloud. Sub fee. Uh, yeah, I'm not a sub person, so like, you know, I'm kind of a dom person. You know what I'm saying? Not a sub, so mm-hmm. I gotta, uh, I gotta go with that. Uh, <laughs> DaVinci Resolve, and, and Resolve is sick, dude. Because yeah, Leonardo DaVinci Resolve is good. It's, it's got fantastic. Mac, Windows, Linux support. It's just, it's, it's good. And you know, honestly, 
it receives all, all the benefits that you would get like if you were running uh, Final Cut Pro uh, on the yeah. Mac. Like it, the Resolve performance on the Mac, uh, the M1 Max is ridiculous because it's, cause it's, it's it it you know you can use Apple ProRes codecs within it. The only thing you can't use is Pro ProRes RAW, but we're not using ProRes RAW yet. Right, uh, right and. Right. It's really like I, I think the reason DaVinci uh, or, or uh, Black Magic hasn't added it to Resolve is they have competing codecs, right? Like they have Black Magic RAW, so mm-hmm. they they probably are being resistant to uh, implementing ProRes RAW. But yeah. yeah, so they need to though because I agree. I agree. You know, a, a lot so, of places are you know if they're going to compete with uh, Final Cut, they need to support those codecs. So, so yeah, just so like adding. Uh, multiple video feeds and then adding color grading with uh, multiple serial nodes and yeah. uh, qualifying layers, uh, which, by the way, I think I showed you the video that, that, that I've been using an HSL layer because I keep forgetting yeah. to the television to warm too. Okay, uh, yeah. And, and like it works out better because like if their hand passes in front of it, it doesn't uh, change, change the hand. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Right, because the, because oh, that's genius. That, right, dude? Right? Dang, I, dude. I, I, Why are you yeah, so smart, yeah, dude? dude. Dude, I Dang. picked it up from that one video you made me watch. Uh, it was a good well, video. I, I, the qualifying well, like, is tight. I watched like eight of his videos, so I forgot which okay. one I picked that from. But it was the same guy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, good so, videos. So I use an HSL qualifier on the screen now. It doesn't matter what goes in front of it; it'll mask around it. That's um, amazing. I love it. Fantastic, yeah. uh, dude. So anyway, uh, usually if I would do that on like my 13 M1 Mac. Uh, or my desktop even like playback yeah. would suffer maybe a little bit uh, like like the voice or the audio would be slightly behind or the space bar the start stop wouldn't be instant or yeah playback will be a little bit stuttery like dude th- this was like I was watching like a 720p video in, in like MPEG4 format like it was so yeah. smooth like literally yeah like like playing that back, uh, I was running Icetapmon, and like the wattage draw was like sixteen watts only. Yeah, and fantastic, like, man, man. Like, like if I do this on, on like on like my my my, my thirteen M one, like 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 this would not be a good experience. Like it wouldn't be a bad experience. Like I, I would get the job done, but like it was literally seamless. Yeah, it was it's really like it's the power of dedicated hardware media engine, right? Yeah, yeah uh, it's being crazy. able to have hardware hack. for these codecs. If you're a video editor, like the Apple's media engine is ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah. It, yeah, I think that DaVinci Resolve video editing is just going to be busted on the M1 Max. So, that's no reason to keep a desktop. You know what I mean? Uh, the only reason to keep a desktop might be for gaming, but like you said, for the games that you play, you're pretty much good. So, yeah, I mean, you might as well transition, right? I think the one thing holding you back is not having uh, HDMI 2.1 support. Is that uh, one of the things that's kind of like you'll that's you'll deal it. with it, but kind of wish you had it. So, because like if you guys don't know, if you're a listener and you don't really uh, follow HDMI and everything, uh, the standards, the the big draw is being able to do 4K 120 hertz uh, VRR if you, uh, and also HDR and everything. So you get like the yeah. basically all the technologies you'd want out of HDMI 2.1. And the Mac, the Pro Max MacBook Pros only have uh, HDMI 2.0 ports, and, and and every thumb Thunderbolt adapter you use as HDMI, uh, it just for whatever reason uh, it won't work. So that's the big negative. 
Um, but I think that you could get by with 60 hertz, dude. I don't think you need 120. Oh, yeah, uh, well, I want to get into that. So, like, it's like I'm kind of going over the pros, and, and that's one of the cons I want to go into. Yeah, so I'm okay. So, I'm kind of going down my list. Um, yeah, So, uh, again, this was a... Uh, yeah. Sorry. I hear you clacking away over there, dude. You clacking hard? Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, this whole this this whole video is like twenty six minutes, right? Uh, uh well, forty nine. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, about oh. the video I was making on 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 on, on, on the M1 Max. Oh, and, um, so you were making a video. So did you pull right. it up or what? No, no, no. I'm just talking about export times. Okay, so, yeah. So the timeline was like twenty six minutes. It was a 1080p export. Final product was 1080p. Because I had to put in like uh, PowerPoint slides. Uh, and, okay, like, yeah. They, they kind of look goofy in the 4K timeline. Um, but anyway, um, uh, I literally pressed the export button and it finished in, I think, just around three minutes. But wow. during that time, I, 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 I also moved over to a different desktop and watched a YouTube video that played back fine. And I responded to like three emails. And like you, every window way, was three still, minute render? Yeah. Yeah. No. Four K or ten eighty p. Ten eighty p. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's still ridiculously quick, I, in my opinion. It for was some minute here. timeline. Three minutes and thirty six seconds. I don't know Dude. if you can see it. Uh. Yeah. Move to the it. left. Move to your left a little bit. Actually, hold on. Uh, Maybe I can buy this break. Uh, shit. Shit. <clears throat> it's all good. Glare. Glare, dude. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And Busted. I was literally, I was literally using my computer like nothing the was whole going time. on in the background. Yeah. 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 Like, that's amazing. Like, I mean, and it's that's funny the because power like, of having dedicated hardware for encoding, right? Is like and it's your CPU and GPU are like available, dude. Like for the most part, like they're being used for things uh, during the encoding, but like the most of the encoding is happening with the media engine. So that's cool yeah. as hell. Yeah. And like, uh, you you know better than anyone. Like, how many times have you and I been talking and like I'm importing photos and I just turn into a robot and my computer locks up? Oh yeah, that's you know what true. I mean. Like <laughs> Windows, like, like yeah, dude, yeah. The when you can break bad, dude. Yeah, because you can definitely break Windows. Like if you uh, hammer hard on something, like it's yeah. weird because like we have crazy like AMD like a, a ton of cores and threads and somehow we can still lock it up. Like what? All the time. That doesn't time. make any yeah. sense, dude. So, yeah, yeah the scheduler, it's got to be a Windows scheduler, like, issue. Um, yeah. But it, that shouldn't even be possible if you have, like, there's a bottleneck that's, like, happening on Windows yeah, it's, whenever it, it's that happens. Like, like, that like, it's almost like, like, I'm going to sound like a network nerd, but, like, it's almost like Windows has no SQM. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Dude, I, I, yeah, I don't know what it is, dude. It's kind of... Uh, so yeah, I applaud you for trying to do the transition, dude. I want to see, uh, I want to see the results, dude. He's selling his, uh, RTX 3090. He's doing all kinds of stuff. So, uh, getting rid of his whole rig. So that's, that's nuts. Uh, so I commend you for yeah, that, dude. So, so, uh, I think what I wanted to add, to, to add next was, uh, I think kind of during, during our, our like last little little podcast session i had mentioned that like I, I wasn't sure if i'd be able to do it after trying it out yeah uh, so these are the downsides that like i discovered so far 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm, I, I kind of wanted to touch on them just briefly because I did change my mind about one of them. And the first one that I did change my mind about was Battery Life. So, so in what way? What's up? Yeah, so... Because the uh, battery so, life, like you're talking about what on the new ones? On the new ones, yeah. Okay, so the 16 uh, M1 Max, right? Yeah, is yeah, the context so you have, right? So I have a 16 M1 Max, uh, 32 core, full fat chip, uh, and yep. in like a really graphic intensive game, it is basically like a Windows laptop. Yeah, um, makes sense. Uh, so it's been my experience. So, and I'm, I'm going to use that term very loosely because literally the performance unplugged is the same as plugged in, which is insane. It's, 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 okay. it's insane world. Uh, like, like if you get 120 FPS in a video game, you were going to get that plugged in or unplugged on battery. That is yep. mind blowing to me. I love it. Uh, so unplugged, my 13 M1 Mac will probably get about maybe three hours on WoW. Whereas the 16 will get a little over one in my testing. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. That's the thing about the M1 Max. It's weird because like even if you're not using those resources, I mean, granted, if you're playing WoW, you are. But like even if you're not though, like you're just doing a web browsing, watching a video, it's still going to consume a lot more than like just the base M1, which is crazy. Well, well, that's kind of where I'm getting at. That's kind of where I'm getting at. I don't okay, think it does. Okay. I don't think it does. Oh, so, interesting. So hot take. It is a hot take. So again, I was running iStatMon, and there are some differences that come into play here. So okay. the difference is is that hard what evidence, I, right? What I believe is you have you have a give and take. Okay, so okay. You, you have a larger battery in the sixteen, and you have a larger screen, but the screen is also mini LED, and it's ProMotion. So you have a more efficient screen technology on two fronts. Okay. Right? And you have a bigger battery. Theory. Yeah. That's but you have true. but you have a more power hungry processor. So I think that under normal tasks, I probably feel that the normal M1 probably doesn't use all four efficiency cores. It probably uses two a lot. Um, because okay. in my findings, uh, I'm a big nerd, as as you probably Everyone can probably guess. Uh, yeah. I play Magic: The Gathering Arena a lot. Huge nerd, dude. Uh, uh, the biggest Magic. Nerd. I could play Magic: The Gathering <laughs> Arena longer on the 16 than I can on the 13. Oh, on the oh, well, without you know, question. without question. I, I, I really think it's that huge battery, dude. It is. It uh, is. But like, but, but, but like, I think the battery. It, it, I think it is drawing more, but you just have so much battery that the the odds point. are in that's your favor. That, like, that, I don't that think that, the I have the 14, battery, dude. Like, I feel like the, for me, the ratio is different to where, yeah, I have a larger battery than my 13 in the 14, but my draw is more. It's so more, like right. I have a net, like less, uh, battery life as a result. Whereas like, if you go up to the 16, now you have enough battery that you just have net gains on battery life if you're doing casual stuff. So I edited that full video on battery. And okay. that was about a four and a half, five hour export. And I don't forget what it was left, but I literally did, did DaVinci Resolve unplugged for almost a full workday. That's awesome. Uh, so that made me kind of revisit it and think, well, huh, maybe for like, you know, the tasks that I would be using it for more frequently, it's kind of the same. Yeah. You know? Now for you, it might be all right. Uh, the 16, 
as far as battery life is concerned, like it, 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 you don't, I don't think you really lose anything. The only thing you might lose is now you have a 16 inch versus a 13 and the, it's not as portable, which if you care about that and your laptop, I do. I do. Uh, so like, you know. I'm with you. I'm with you right there on the size, but I yeah. also blame you for wanting the 16 on two reasons. One, I, I didn't really do a whole lot of video until you yeah until picture, but, yeah <laughs> uh, but the 16 i don't mind working off resolve on the 16 i hate working off resolve on the 13 okay um, interesting interesting yeah the 13 i i don't know i felt like it did resolve the the screen is not it yeah the screen is what makes resolve bad on the 13 it's just yeah, not yeah, enough just screen not real estate. estate right right uh i was doing things to compensate for that so i think the hot key is like o or p to full screen the uh yeah the the preview and I, so uh, i would frequently I, I do that f. i know command f does that too so i don't know if it's a quick yeah. one but i just use command f. um yeah but like uh, i that would help me a lot right is uh that way I can look at the image and not have it like in a little tiny window. Um, but I even, I do that on the 14 on the 16, it would be just that much better. You know, you'd have all yeah. that. Uh, I, if I was doing serious work for any extended period and I didn't have an external monitor, it was going to be on the laptop's display. Then yeah, I would do the 16, but like if I'm just chilling on the couch, uh, that might be better to have the like 14. a 13 or 14. Yeah, no, you know? no, I, I don't disagree with you, but as someone who's trying to make this a main device, yeah. And like, I, I honestly, I use my, like, I use my laptop at work for the most part, but like I use it on the couch at, at home casually. Sure, sure. And like in that scenario, like a MacBook Air would be ideal, but then at work, like the 16 would be ideal. Right. Uh, but I'm not going to own both. You know what I mean? That's why it might be ideal to, in your case, have like the, uh, iMac pro when they come with it and then have an auxiliary, uh, laptop that would be like the Air or the uh, 13 Pro, you know? Uh, yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of going back and forth with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, the the iMac Pro has its pros and cons, and, like, one of them obviously is cost, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'm going to kind of dive into that after my second issue. Um, okay. External display support on the m1 max is not good no it's not so i mentioned it earlier how the hdmi support isn't ideal um and then the thunderbolt options aren't ideal either as far as like supporting nothing is ideal no and it's really a software limitation these dongles that we've bought support hdmi 2.1 output like 4k 120 so you're not getting it so let me go down my list and tell you the only thing that I can get to work. Sure. And this this might help some of our viewers out if they're kind of in the same boat. Um, I have the Caltech TS3 Plus Digi uh, Cal, uh, sorry CalDigit TS TS3 Plus dock, which is the highest rated recommended Apple MacBook dock okay. that I've found, and and it's actually so high rated that Apple sells it on their own website. It's, their, it's the only dock they sell. Um, yeah, that 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 apparently does Thunderbolt three plus, whatever the hell that means. Yeah, um, and it has a dedicated Display Port on it. Um, if I okay. use that Display Port, I can't do four four K sixty HDR. Can't do it. Well, not. Uh, yeah, uh, it has Dang. a second. That it sucks. has a, It has a second Thunderbolt three pass through. Okay. Uh-huh. So I tried a USB C HDMI port. Didn't work. 4K 30. All day. Yeah. 
I tried, I tried a active Thunderbolt to USB dongle in the back of the CalDigit dock. And then yeah. an AK HDMI cable. Didn't work. Dang, um, dude. I've tried uh, a, um, uh, a separate uh, HDMI dock. That, that, that's just like a, I think it's a Belkin <clears throat> one I have. That's it. Okay. Um, the only thing that works to get 4K60 HDR is if I plug in the special Apple Snowflake dongle directly into the MacBook. Okay. I, I can't go through a hub. I can't go yeah. through a dock. I can't do anything except plug the yeah. Apple HDMI the, one, the, yeah. the Apple HDMI dongle directly into the laptop. As soon as I introduce anything that doesn't have an Apple on it, it yeah. doesn't work. That sucks, dude. That really sucks. I, um, I I've tried active cables. I've tried passive cables. I've tried does, DisplayPort to HDMI. I tried USB to HDMI. I've tried Thunderbolt three to HDMI dongle separately. I've tried right. literally everything. Does I can think HDR if, work though? Like 4K HDR 60 works. HDR. 4K 60 HDR on the works. LG C10. On the LG Saint C10. Okay. On the LG C10. It works. It looks gorgeous. It, okay. It, at it, least it there's that. Like I know you're not getting any kind of uh, uh, like uh, G Sync FreeSync uh, VRR. You're I'm fine getting, with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, I, I I I just which, really honestly, to- it's fine. Um, right, I just wanted that like one cable life, dude. You know what I mean? Like I wanted that. Yeah. I, I so that's that, the benefit like, of going with like life. the sixteen, is you could go there that one cable life, that one machine life, um, and not have to worry about. But you know what? You know what? I'll say this though: if you do I, go with that, I, uh, I just sent you a picture, by the way. Yeah, you did. I'm I'm looking at it. So. See it? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can see it's uh, you have your color profile for the LG TV. You have it set Pull to that in automatically. HDR. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And then you can uh, you can set your scaling options and stuff. So that's really nice. I like that. So uh, that's, that's pretty cool. So I'm glad that you could at least get it to work with the LG display because it would be a shame to have to uh, switch to a yeah. different one. Well, like I said, like it, it, it basically it basically comes down to convenience, right? Like I wanted that one plug yeah. I could plug in for sure. Uh, yeah, interesting, dude. Interesting. So I mean, it, I think it's close enough to where you might as well uh, make the transition because, uh, you know, you could get rid of your, you could make a good amount of money on that thirty ninety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which which and can like, offset whatever costs you make up. You know. Uh, well, honestly, dude, like like, I can't tell you the last time I turned my PC on. Like 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 I said, the loop's been drained. I I don't know the last yeah. time I turned it on. If New World was good, maybe, but uh, New <laughs> New World wasn't good. So, uh, right. <laughs> so. So yeah, uh, so it's it's might as well stay on the Mac. You know, I'll say this, dude. The only thing I think uh, that might compel you is if that iMac has like that uh, crazy new uh, M1 Max like Plus or whatever they're doing. It would, it would, but I can guarantee you it's going to be more expensive, which is fine, right? Maybe, but then, maybe, but then I would also have to either keep my MacBook or buy a MacBook. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'd be. It, it, I don't know, man. You could keep your 13. You know. I could, uh, but, 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 but like my point is, right, like if I got the 16 M1 Max, yeah. I could sell the 13 as well. And just have the M1 Max? And yeah, if M1 you Max. feel like the M1 Max is enough performance, then go for it, right? Um, if Here's you feel kind like, of what's also swaying me. Go ahead. Uh, so if I got the iMac Pro, like what do I do with, this, with the C10? 
Like I like the size of the C10. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Secondary monitor, yeah. dude. <laughs> secondary monitor. Yeah, no, dude, you know what you do? Dude, yeah, dude. Put the C10 off to the side and then DaVinci <laughs> Resolve. Individual results. That's my preview window. Yeah, that's your external yeah. monitor, dude. And then hook it up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, nuts. Oh man, you could really pixel peep with that as a secondary, but it'd be great, dude. I, I don't know, man. I hopefully this iMac has a good, nice, large display, maybe six K yeah. like Pro Display XDR level. It might be beautiful, dude. So I don't yeah. know. Like, don't hold your breath. You might freaking want it. You know, once you see it. You might want it, but, uh, cause you know what? I want to tell you back in the past before I like really got into gaming PCs, like really got into them before I built like my mega, like, uh, I built in the, uh, Corsair 900 D or whatever. Uh, I wanted a Mac dude. I wanted an iMac cause I just love the all in one sexy. And honestly, the, the iMac displays were, uh, beautiful. They were like 1440 P beautiful panels uh that were just like gorgeous you know yeah so and, like and, uh, i was just gonna say like back in the day like, like 2015 i'm talking like it's years ago yeah right? uh my mom bought an imac 4k retina and that yeah. screen looked gorgeous and, and and fun funnily enough uh i i have that imac now that that's upstairs um oh it, it's, it's just in the spare room it just runs my rune server Oh, uh, nice. But, like, that screen still looks great. You know what I mean? I like, know, dude. You know, my like, biggest problem is I wish I could use it as an external display once the yeah. computer's kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, that was the I, I only was thing say, I kind of like hoped it, for, but, Like, it has a know. platter drive in it, so it's kind of slow. I know, uh, yeah. But 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 for just running a music server, it, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. But, like, every for time sure. I, like, go to update it, I, I, I'm just in awe how good the screen still looks. Yeah. Dude, all you do is you hook up an Elgato 4K to it, and yeah. <laughs> and now it's your external display with a slight input la- latency. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I just sorry, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, um, yeah, dude. Uh, the new iMacs are probably going to be busted. But anyway, dude, uh, let's wrap up this topic. Unless you want to, you want to bring it up to the next level. Uh, so your no, transition. No, I, think I, I think I covered everything. Okay, cool, dude. So we'll, we'll we'll talk more about that as you uh, as you go further into the uh, the no Windows life, right? Uh, and all Apple ecosystem life. So we'll see if you uh, are tempted because I know I know you you like to uh, you, you're tempted every now and then to, to go back. So we'll see if you can hold to your commitments. Uh, the next topic, though. Uh, let's save Halo Infinite for last because I want to save the best for last. Uh, oh, yeah, I want to talk about this uh, Ubisoft trying to use NFTs in their upcoming games. So yeah, this is more on you because I really don't know a lot about this. Yeah. So do you know uh, 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 kind of in general what NFTs are? And I'm going to explain it to. The I know audience. what NFTs are. I, um, I I don't know what Ubisoft's role in it or gaming yeah. role in it. Is. So the idea behind the recent trend is uh, NFTs are a way for you to own a digital product, right? Uh, it, it's kind of like uh, putting a serial number on a digital item and then through the blockchain and everything, uh, it, it's a way for you to own something and have exclusive rights to something. Um, so one example of this would be like digital art and stuff, uh, you could be an owner of something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's been a thing with NFTs is, uh, is selling those sort of digital things to people. And then 
that kind of creates a scarcity, right? Because it's like maybe this is a one of a kind sure. item. Uh, and and the way Ubisoft wants to utilize it is through uh, like their uh, they they ca- they call it Ubisoft Quartz, and it's going to be included in like one of their new games. Um, the idea is uh, their new Ghost Recon game would support it, so it would make in-game cosmetics uh, uh, through NFT technology and the blockchain, you would own certain items and you'd be able to buy and sell them. So one thing that we already have that's very much like this, let me pull it up. Okay, so check this out. Community market on Steam. All right, think about this. We already have an equivalent thing to this, more or less, right? Uh, It works differently. NFTs are tied to the blockchain, which is sort of a decentralized way to track who owns what. The difference between an NFT solution versus what Steam does is it's a database, right? Steam hosts the database. The blockchain doesn't host the database, right? So they do the exact same thing. Like there's exclusive items in the games, you can buy and sell them on the Steam marketplace, right? You've seen this. Um, so if anyone's been on Steam for a while, you've probably gotten items and stuff. Maybe you've even bought things like emotes or other kind of little drops. You know, you've seen CS, CSGO crates, CSGO skins. So this isn't a new thing, right? Like, look at this AK-47 field tested. This guy's 20, 30 bucks, right? Almost like so, it's been up and down 28 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, these aren't, um, you know, unlimited resources, right? But people earn these drops in the games and then they can buy and sell them on the Steam market. So, the big backlash with Ubisoft is people just are thinking of it as like being a real dick move. They're trying to exploit their player bases and monetize in-game cosmetics in a new and exciting way, right? That's what mm-hmm. Ubisoft would uh, would sell it to you as. But it's just like one of those things, why do they need to utilize the blockchain and NFTs to accomplish what Steam is doing without it, right? It's just a buzzword sort of way to monetize in-game items. And I think that even though I think the hate that is happening on YouTube, I think right now, yeah. So if I'm on Reddit here, this Reddit article, Ubisoft's NFT announcement gets more than 95% dislikes on YouTube. While we can still see the dislikes with the YouTube API, it is getting it got downvoted to hell, and then Ubisoft eventually delisted it because they were receiving such big backlash. Backlash, right. and you can see like the general uh, opinion here on Reddit. They're just saying it's dumb. They don't know why companies are jumping on this hype train. And it's literally, um, you know, it's just getting a lot of hate. You know what I mean? For better or for worse. I think that, here's my opinion on it. Okay, so now that we've sort of explained what it is, it's a way for you to own items digitally. I, my my opinion is like, even though we already have it with the Steam Marketplace, um, I, I still think it's dumb. Um you know, I come from, I'm, I'm kind of an old fashioned gamer and I think, uh, we both live, uh, you know, we've both been criticizing Halo Infinite's multiplayer, uh, for their cosmetic system. It's a little bit scummy. Um, it's a little bit, um, expensive. You can't just unlock things in the game anymore. Like you can, I've been unlocking stuff in the Halo Infinite single player campaign, but it's just not like it was in the Halo Reach days where everything in the game was an unlockable cosmetic 
Everybody had uh, opportunity to earn these things. And it seems like we're transitioning to a world in Ubisoft's perfect world. These in-game items will drop and the scarcity of these items will make them uh, more valuable, valuable right? That's weird. Yeah. And they can monetize this and make money off of it, right? Like, think about it. And they're also claiming, okay, well, much like the Steam Community Marketplace, you can sell these items that you earn in the game. Like, the, the part of it is like, oh, well, if you play this game a lot, dude, you could make money playing our game. Because you could sell stuff and earn money, but it's not really real money, though, right? Like, it's, it's, it's money in the Ubisoft's system, it's kind of like on the Steam Marketplace, right? Where if you're playing, like, say you uh, sell a $30 item, that's in your Steam wallet now, right? So it's not like I can take real money out of my Steam wallet and use it at Amazon. You know, I have to spend it on Steam. It's probably going to be the right. exact same way with Ubisoft, right? So yeah. they, this is just another way for them to gamify and monetize. It's almost like the Diablo 3 real money auction has. Yeah, it's just, it's exactly like this isn't the first time we've seen this. This is just getting a lot of crap because of the way they're doing it, and uh, it's clearly uh, it's clearly their marketing department hopping on the new NFT hype train that has been kind of a thing in 2021. Like everyone's talking about NFTs now; it's kind of a big meme, and uh, it's because the general consen- consensus is. NFTs are pretty dumb. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like, why would I want to own these digital assets? Um, they're not tangible, right? They're like, for example, why would you want to own digital art? Do you do you have any idea why you'd want to do that? Like, I don't see why, I don't see the value in that, right? Um, compared to just uh, having real art, like something tangible. But even then, the art market is like retarded. Right, like, uh, excuse right. my uh, my terminology there. I shouldn't use that in twenty twenty one. That's kind of a a bad thing to say, but it, it's dumb for all uh, yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah. And it, it, you know, the the art market is it's very subjective and it's honestly inflated. And uh, you know, there's a lot of money laundering and stuff that happens. So that's a whole different topic. But you know, I just think that uh, digital items and their scarcity, like we, you know, you ever you've played Eve online, right? Like there's certain, there's games, there's ships in that game that are like not one of a kind. Well, there might be one of a kind ships, but that stuff's tied monetarily. Like uh, there's some stuff that's very rare in that game and you can have these rare ships and you can sell them to other players. So it's like I said, it's not the first time we've seen, uh, this stuff in a, uh, in a game and Mm -hmm. in a platform before. So yeah, I think it's just one of those things that they don't like the implementation. They, there's no reason to use the blockchain for this, right? No, I agree. Uh, I agree. And to decentralize it. There's no reason to do it. You could just I, – I don't see a benefit to them doing it in the way they're doing it. So, yeah, I don't blame them. I think, I think the downvote backlash is really just because the gaming community is tired of being nickel and dimed at this point. And they just see this as another scheme to make money from Ubisoft. I think that's the general consensus is right. how people are feeling. I, I think that's probably uh, accurate then. So they could have, I think that the fact that they had to announce it in such a, a way, like they could have implemented it behind the scenes and kind of like 
just like, hey, this is something that's in our game. Like you said, Diablo did it. Uh, uh, Steam does it with the Steam Community Marketplace. They could have just implemented it in their uh, games and systems, but they they did it to, um, you know, they've been explaining it to their uh, shareholders for a while that this is the direction they want to go. And they right. just now made the announcement official that this is something that they're going to implement. And uh, I, I, I think that this is a slippery slope. And I've seen stuff uh, about DRM specifically also is like, you know, you can't just own something like you, you're going to have to be web connected to validate the blockchain and everything. Like it's just, it's just sort of a bad direction. I don't, I don't like it personally. I think that we're, I, I don't know. I just think it's a bad idea, but that's just me. And I wanted to just put it out there so uh, when people see this stuff in the news, they can they can kind of understand a little bit more about what yeah, NFTs are, digital ownership, a way for you to buy and sell digital assets, and uh, whether or not it's a good or a bad thing, it's too early to say. But I don't uh, see how it could be a good thing. But I don't really think it's a good thing from someone that would prefer their uh, to be able to just unlock assets like digital stuff. I don't see uh, buying like skins in game as being something that's actually worth the money that we got to pay. Um, Mm -hmm. Unless you really want to support a company. Like obviously I'm a hypocrite in a way I've spent a lot of money on, on league of legends on skins. And I spent a lot of money on uh, halo infinite so far. I've spent a hundred dollars on halo infinite, but Mm -hmm. you know, in, in in those cases, like uh, I feel like I'm getting a lot of game. I really love halo infinite and uh, I really loved uh, league of legends while I was playing it. So uh, to me, it was okay to spend that extra money because I felt like I was getting my money's worth out of the game and and the fun I was having playing it. But realistically, not worth that money. So yeah, I don't like it either, but I just wanted to put it out there. How do you feel about NFTs, dude? Like just me explaining I'm against it to them. you. I'm against them. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Like like the whole point of something being digital is, is it can be replicated easy, right? So like... Yeah, uh, that's what I see. Like the beauty of artificial the scarcity world we live is in. never a good thing, right? Right. That, yeah, exactly. It's artificial scarcity. I don't like it. Yeah, you know, uh, I I think that one of the things I love about uh, being in the digital age is like, dude, we can just copy and paste it. Um, and and yeah. I, I I love that. I love. Uh, yeah. I I don't. I just yeah. Think it's it goes dumb. back to the old part. That's like. That's like you wouldn't steal a car. I'm like, no, but if my boy Eric could copy my car, I would dude, gladly let him do that. You that's know? what I'm saying, dude. We just copy like, and paste, dude. We live yeah. in an era where Napster existed and like, you know, torrents and shit, dude. Like, people don't like, give a fuck about this. Um, of course, it's getting downvoted to oblivion. This isn't consumer right. friendly. This is about this isn't about consumers. This isn't about giving them f- cool features. This is about shareholders. This is about their bottom line. This is about making money, and that's why people are downvoting it. It's just it's not about us anymore. But anyway, I want to move on, dude, to the, yeah. the the main topic of the night, dude. Halo Infinite. Let's talk about it real quick. Oh, so, single really, pa- player yeah. campaign came out yesterday, and I played it probably for like five hours. I can't really check because. Halo Infinite's one app, and I've already played the multiplayer for like 50 hours or plus. So I don't know exactly how long I played, but I'm pretty sure it's like five or six hours. So, And I got pretty far. I was playing on normal. How far did you get in the game, dude? Uh, How long did you play it? About four or five hours. I'm playing on Heroic, and I'm... uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, right? Yeah, uh, just for uh, listeners, we're not going to spoil anything. I've done... Excuse me. Two main story missions... On Zeta. 
Okay, yeah. So okay. like so like I have the, the like threat sensor and stuff like that already. Okay. That I'll show you. And yeah, I've so done as far as like pretty much every go. side fob. Okay. So you're you're being pretty thorough with the game. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I, more or less I'm I'm being thorough as well. Um I've gotten to the point where as far as power-ups go, I don't think that's a spoiler cuz you know, it's the same multiplayer power-ups. I've got the drop wall and I just got the b- dash boost booster too. Um, so I'm a little bit further along, I think. Um, let me just say my first impressions are the story. Uh, I, I feel like it hit hard in the beginning. I really liked it. Uh, I kind of got emotional actually. Uh, cause it was just like kind of good. Like yeah. I, I felt yeah. like Halo four kind of highlighted a little bit of that, like Spartan two, like, yeah, we were abducted as a kid type of thing. Like, and like the Halsey sort of stuff. And, you know, I'm somebody that read Halo The Fall of Reach, so anytime they reference, you know, the Spartan origin story and stuff, I, I kind of love that stuff. And I feel like they've they've really embraced the, their kind of uh, extended universe and uh, have given me a little bit of that story that I've been kind of dying for. And uh, I don't know, man, I kind of loved it, uh, the, the, the story stuff in the beginning. I don't know where we're going with the story, but uh, I, I like it. I like it a lot. I do too. I do too. Um, it's kind of funny. I'm trying very hard because, like, I want to talk about. So I have to talk offline because, like, I, I don't want to give spoilers. Oh yeah, we'll talk about. We're not going to go into the spoiler territory. I just wanted to kind of say, in general, the story to me, it's it's good, and I it's funny. Uh, do you feel like they kind of retconned like Halo Five did? Because no, I'm not going to spoil think, it. I I think certain things uh, s- still occurred. Like they uh, they didn't really retcon it, but they're like yeah uh, they yeah it it's almost like hey you remember that Halo Five stuff like uh, this stuff happened between Infinite and Halo Five uh, yeah. and I just didn't expect them to do that um, I don't like know well no with like Cortana specifically um, so mean, they go into still... at the end like, of I Halo Five up right at, right at the end of Halo Five a little bit right like. Well, they they explain it a little bit, but like at the end of Halo Five, Cortana was basically ruler of the galaxy. Uh, so, spoiler: if you haven't played Halo Five yet, you should have. Uh, we're talking about Halo Infinite now, <laughs> but uh, she was she was kind of like in control, and then like mm-hmm. things are a little bit different now. It's like I didn't really expect it. It didn't really pick right off. Like things have happened between. Right. Between right. that and like where we're at now, and I think that that's pretty interesting where they've gone. I actually like it though, um, because I feel like a, as a writer, it would be pretty hard to pick up <laughs> the slack there and then the, to fix what so many of the fans disliked about Halo Five. And I feel like right. I feel like with the way they've done Infinite, I can kind of forgive Halo Five because we're at Infinite now and it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I like, agree. I agree. Like Infinite's yeah. kind of good. Yeah. So, dude, like the gameplay, though, like, oh, actually, before I get into the gameplay, I feel like the game runs kind of bad on PC. <laughs> Can I just I say know, that? I play it on Xbox. So. Are you? Yeah. So, yeah, it's funny because, like, it was good up until I got to the point where you're uh, in the open world. Then my frame rate went to like 40, 50. And I was like, oof. So, you know what I had to do? I had to turn on. Uh, the setting where it's like minimum frame rate 60 and it does like a uh, dynamic resolution change. Uh, 
So I'm not like maybe f- pure 4K, but right. uh right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it, it does that uh, dynamic resolution scaling on Series X, and for the most part, it runs perfectly fine. Um, but uh, uh, sometimes when I clamber, like I I, I notice yeah. it drops frames a little bit. <clears throat> okay, yeah. So, I mean, you're playing on the the best uh, console there is to play it on, so it would probably be pretty great on the console. Yeah. I mean, you're getting like what, like basically uh, a 4K 60 experience, right? On the console, yeah, and I can drop it to 120. Yes. Oh, yes. okay, interesting. And and I can switch the performance so I'm in a place in 120. But like, so there's different modes. It, it, interesting. It, yeah, it almost stays locked. But like I said, there there, there are very odd times. Only yeah. when I clamber that I, I I feel a frame drop. Yeah. So with the dynamic resolution and my like minimum frame rate set to set to 60, it still looks great. And then I have it set to. Uh, uh, I have it set to, uh, it, it, it gets about like 70 some frames typically with the, with the resolution scaling. So that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, I know you don't got a lot of time left, so let's roll into the, uh, the gameplay dude. So I've been having a blast. I love it. I do too. I, I think the gameplay is fantastic. I feel like it the feels boss so enemies, good. They kind of took a page from, from destiny's book with how they kind of interact and how the health bar is and stuff. Yeah. Like that's the what boss Amanda fight feel kind of destiny to me. Uh, Amanda's like, this looks like destiny. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess it kind of yeah. does. It kind of does. Uh, I don't like the valor system that much because it doesn't make sense in my brain lore wise. Right. Like I feel like master Chief should have all the options available to him to do what he needs to do. I don't feel like, what is this Valor system? I don't even notice. I'm just notice I'm getting oh, it. Man. What does it do? Do you know what the Valor does? So, I don't even know. Yeah, so like it, when you unlock a fob, the higher your Valor, the more weapons are available to you at your oh, bases. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. It's like, oh, sorry, Master Chief. Uh, you're not, you don't have enough Valor. You can't get all the options. Dude, I've had some amazing time. I, I'm playing on normal because... Uh, I, I kind of wanted just to feel like Master Chief in the books and just spank a little bit, but I'm finding I die a lot <laughs> still. <Yeah. laughs> and I'm not bad at Halo, yeah. dude. Like, I feel like I'm kicking ass. It's kind of this weird in-between. Like, sometimes I can just run up on a fob and just, like, beat ass. And then other times I run into, like, I'm I'm surrounded. Like, I can't be dumb still on normal. I, I, I have mm-hmm. to, like, think about where I'm at. And like who's around me, and a jackal's gonna snipe me. Jackal snipers still hit hard, dude. Like, yeah. uh, don't, don't get hit. Uh, so oh, they, they hit real hard. Heroic, dude. Yeah. I, oh man, yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm kind of happy with the normal play, but I want to go back and play it on heroic. Like when the multiplayer comes out, maybe legendary, because yeah. like uh, I think that that's where this game's really gonna break break loose is when the multiplayer comes in. Like the I think the open world will be just so fun with uh, with some multiplayer. Uh, but like I don't know, I'm really loving it, dude. So, um, yeah, dude, me too, me too. Yeah. So uh, I wish we could have talked about it more, but I know you got to cut out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like we'll probably play more before the next time. I'm certain. So, so we can cover. We'll it talk about it more depth. next week. Yeah. But I just want to give our first impression: is it's very good. The story's very good. good. Very, very good. The gameplay yeah. feels really, really fun. Rock solid. I like, think the sandbox, like. like uh, might even be I, best I Halo game for me. It might. I kind of want to. I, I kind of want to just like 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 we have a blanket statement that like if you're on, if you're on, uh, you know like like the subreddit and you're seeing all the negatives and the downsides of Halo, uh, please kind of ignore them because the skeleton of Infinite is insane. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I agree. So. And I think people are having fun with the campaign. I haven't seen like too many yeah. big campaign negatives. The multiplayer has been criticized to death, but it's free to yeah. play. And like, I get it. They got to monetize. Uh, and I get it, but like the single player feels really fun. And I don't know, man, it might even be my favorite Halo game to date. It does. Uh, and, which, and dude. You, you have to realize something, too. They're only valuing this campaign at the cost of three Halo skins. So, <laughs> uh, they're, point, they're really underselling the campaign. Dude, can I just say the grapple hook is so good? It is I, really good. It, it's it feels my like it should have been. It's really Every interesting Halo to me game. how well that they've implemented it to feel like Master Chief should have had this all along. I know. It really makes you... I think the grapple hook makes the game for me. Like, it's literally it's game-changing yeah. how good it is. I'm flying yeah. around like Master Chief in the books. Like, it feels badass. Yeah. I, I absolutely love it. And then the the slam move you can do with it. Oh, it's busted. It anyway, really dude. Good. We should probably wrap up. You ready? I'm ready, dude. Let's wrap it up, dude. Anyway, that's been the Technostatic Podcast. Thanks for listening. I wish we could have talked about Halo more, but how about next week? We next pick up week, where we dude, left off. A lot of Halo. I'll, I'll definitely have the game beat by then, so I'll have my uh, my final thoughts on it, and I'm sure Randy will have as well. So we'll talk about it. Anyway, yeah. So check us out on technostatic.com. We're on there, and we're also on YouTube. We want you to subscribe and leave a comment down below. Say hi. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time on the podcast. Have a good one.